caring for children has always been one of the deepest and most satisfying things a human being can do. The world is changing and there's never been a more important time for childcare business owners to start marketing their businesses. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything that can help you grow your childcare business and stand out in a crowded market. Welcome to the Childcare Business Growth Podcast. I am super excited today. I have a very good friend of mine on, Chris Rodriguez. Now, Chris is going to do a way better introduction of herself than I am. But what I want to do is I just want to give you some context to, to Chris. There are some people in the world that contribute a lot. There are lots of people that take a lot, but there is a very finite amount of people in the world that contribute. And Chris is definitely one of those people that not only contributes, but always goes above and beyond to make sure she delivers amazing value. And an event recently, our Childcare Business Growth Live 2022, Chris spoke at that session, and Chris isn't technically in the same niche as us, but she still volunteered to give up her time to come along and do an amazing session around time management and you know how to run your business. And Chris, I want to say a massive shout out to you because I've got a huge amount of respect for you. Um, you you're, you're a huge idol to a, a lot of people out there, and you just give her an insane amount of value. Tell everyone, if you don't mind, just a bit about your background, how you started and where you're at today. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nick. I had a blast at the event. Can't wait for the 2023 event as well. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, I have been a lifelong martial artist. I stepped on the mat for the first time, March 15th, 1993. And I knew that owning a martial arts school was the path I wanted to go. So when I was 27 years old, I opened my martial arts school, Gracie Pack MMA. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. And we grew it to a, thank you. We grew it to a half a million dollar school in under three years. And, you know, for context, most martial arts schools are averaging about five to $10,000 a month. So we, we saw insane growth and we saw it predominantly through digital marketing. I uh, nerded out on Facebook ads and Google ads, and that's how we really had this you know, very quick growth. And other martial arts school owners saw it. So they'd reach out and they'd say, Chris, how are you growing your school so fast? Well, what I started doing was teaching those school owners how to run their Facebook ads and Google ads. And at the end of these courses I was teaching, they would come back and say, Chris, that was amazing. I learned so much, but I don't want to do that. I don't have the time for it. It makes me want to rip my hair out. Will you just do it for me? And after enough people started asking, I finally said yes. And that's where my agency, Grow Pro Agency, was born. We work with about 315 martial arts schools all over the United States. And we focus on lead gen. So Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, TikTok ads. We do social media management, we do uh, email and text message marketing, and we also have a concierge agent service where we do live lead follow-up. I've got a team of 24, and I have a very similar model to Nick where we are an in-person agency. Most agencies, in order to uh, keep their profitability high, they end up outsourcing to you know Pakistan and the Philippines and you know I think Nick and I see eye to eye on the level of customer service that you can offer your clients in an in-person environment so that's a little bit about me 
Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, hundred percent agree with you on that, Chris. And one of the big things I know you are very disciplined at is your time management. You've got a beautiful family, and you are you did Chris did for those of you that didn't watch this session, you need to go back and watch the recordings from CBG Live twenty twenty two. Chris did a session on day one. It was just it was one of the best sessions we had from in terms of you know people feeding back on that session. But it was kind of like a reality check for a lot of people, like you know. I know I should be doing some of these things, but I'm not. And it was kind of like Chris came in and just gave everyone a slap across the face and said, look, these are the things you need to be doing on a day-to-day basis. And one of the big things that always kind of stuck with me, and I'm, I'm actually, I was thinking about this last week. I was generally thinking about you last week. I'm going to get one of those pendulums because I always remember that analogy <laughs> you spoke about that when you're on your way to work, you gradually transition from home life into work. And then on your way home, you you know, is it five or five thirty? You're home every day. Yeah, I leave the office at five, guaranteed home by by five thirty. Yeah, uh, without compromise as well. And then, like you said, you kind of you get home, and that's it. That pendulum swings back the other way, and you're back in family mode. And I, and I love that. And so, if you haven't listened to that, guys, please go and listen because it was an amazing session. But today, Chris is going to deliver even more amazing value for us, and we're going to talk about the three most common mistakes that business owners make regardless of what business you're in. So Chris, I'm going to hand over to you because I'm going to be frantically taking notes down, listening to your knowledge again. Yeah. So let's dive in. Uh, You know, I work with predominantly martial arts business owners, but Nick and I are in a mastermind together and I work with and help agency owners as well. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're running an ice cream shop a dance studio, childcare, martial arts, HVAC company, or an agency. These are the three mistakes that I see business owners make continuously. The first one is they don't hire fast enough. Um, If you haven't read the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, highly recommend it. He breaks down the three different levels of entrepreneurship, which is the technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur. Most of us start our business because we're really good at whatever that business is, right? When I opened a martial arts school, I opened it because I thought, hey, I'm a really great instructor. And when you first start your business, you're wearing many different hats, But a mindset that you see business owners take often is that, oh, I can't afford to hire somebody or they're not going to do it as well as I can do it. So I'm just going to do it all. And for a short period of time, you will be able to do it all, but you will then get burnt out. And one of the mindset shifts for me with hiring is, you know, let's say you need to hire Um, you know, a front desk admin, and let's say the going rate, I'm in the US is, you know, $35,000 a year. What happens for most business owners is they sit there and they look at their bank account and they say, oh, I don't have $35,000. Well, you don't need to. And one of the the rules that I put in place that makes me feel more confident when I want to go hire somebody is I look at how much would it cost me to to hire this person for 90 days. So we always do a 90-day probationary period with all new employees, whether it's in my martial arts school or it's in my agency. And it's not just to protect the company. It's also to protect that employee because maybe they come on your business and they realize this isn't really what I want to do. 
in Florida, where I'm located, also, if you let somebody go before the 90 days, they cannot claim unemployment, which could be very costly to a business. So for us, we do those 90 days. And the way that I look at it is the worst case scenario, if this person could not help me produce one penny in 90 days, which if that situation occurred, you need to look at your hiring process and you need to look at your training process. But the worst case scenario, I'd probably be out six or $7,000. I'm not out $35,000. We need to hire people to buy back our time, okay? Time is something that doesn't matter the color of your skin, your age, doesn't matter your bank account. We all only get 24 hours a day. And it's so important as business owners that we buy back our time by hiring employees to take things off of our plate that aren't in our zone of genius. So, if you are struggling right now, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you know you need help, well, just look at the annual amount that this person would make, or maybe you're hiring part-time and look at the hourly amount and put it in a 90-day perspective. And I guarantee you'll feel much more confident in hiring that person, which will help you buy back your time. So you're not spending so much time as the technician, or you're not spending so much time as the manager, and you get to spend time being the entrepreneur. Love that. Love that. So that's tip number one. So do, uh, not hiring enough staff uh, or not hiring in general. And then obviously 90 day, looking back and looking at that 90 day plan, making sure that they, you know, you give them that time to actually deliver those results, I guess. So what's tip number two? then, exactly. Chris? Yeah. Tip number two is, you know, just a mistake that I see business owners make. And, and it's funny because we're marketers, Nick and I, we own a marketing agency and you, you see marketing agencies not do this. And that's reinvest your profits back into marketing. Um, this is just so important. The, the SBA, the small business administration over here in the United States recommends to spend eight to 10% of your gross revenue on marketing. Most businesses probably aren't even spending two to 3%. So when you look at your gross revenue, you know, whatever you're making, if you're doing $10,000, you know, a month, well, then you need at least $1,000 going into your marketing. And that's if you just kind of want slow growth. If you want explosive growth, you're going to need to put in even more than that. One of the mistakes that I also see in terms of reinvesting back into marketing is that most industries have ebbs and flows. So in the martial arts industry, and, you know, this is similar, I'm sure, to, to child care. It's going into summer and coming out of summer. Those are, are two transitional periods, right? Because the kids are coming out of school or the kids are going, you know, uh, going back to school. And then the third transitional period for us is going into the new year. When I hosted, I used to have an after school program where we had four vans and we were picking up from 12 different elementary schools. We would see the majority of signups for the after school program, obviously going into the new year, but the second bus busiest time was, or excuse me, going into the school year, the second busiest time was going into the new year because everybody is willing to make a change and they're on that holiday break and now they're looking for potentially new after school or daycare opportunities. So what often happens is, you know, for easy numbers, let's say you have $12,000 a year that you want to spend in marketing. Most business owners will say, okay, 12,000 bucks divided by 12 months. It's a thousand dollars a month. 
my recommendation is to look at the transition periods in your industry. And that's when you need to ramp your marketing up. So if I'm doing, you know, let's say a thousand in March and a thousand in April, I'm going to do four to 5,000 in May when the kids are wrapping up school, getting ready to go into the summer. So you've got to reinvest your profits back into marketing. This is a huge mistake. You need to look at your percentages and you also need to understand the transition periods in your industry, which lets you know, okay, we need to go pedal to the metal with our marketing during these specific months. And if it's not a transitionary period, you still need to have marketing. You know, we're hearing this a lot in the, the US. I'm sure you guys see it on the news that, you know, we're in a recession martial arts business owners, right? This is an extracurricular activity. You guys, you know, are somewhat recession proof with what you do because people got to go to work and those kids have to go somewhere, right? But, you know, what people typically do, and we saw this with COVID, they have a knee jerk reaction. They go to their budget lines and they say, okay, I'm going to cut my marketing costs. And you know what? If that's what everybody else is doing, I'm going to double down on doing the opposite. I'm going to spend okay. even more because I'm going to get more bang for my buck. So just kind of a mindset shift in terms of you've got to reinvest your profits back into marketing. I, I love that. I'm glad you touched on those last two points because that's what I was going to bring up. I think just to reiterate here what Chris is saying as well, because what one of the things I see, Chris, what happens is they – they, people do this seasonality. And I always say babies are born every single month, mm. right? So it should always be marketing. But you are right. There are still periods where families will look more because, you know, time with the school year and everything else and all those things. And you're right. But the, the I love the point you made around you must still be investing in marketing every month, regardless of that. But then you amplify it at those peak periods or going into those peak periods too. And I love the fact that exactly. I was going to literally question you around recession because it's the first thing people cut. It, you know, I remember Dan Kennedy always said, like, one of the first things people cut in recession is their marketing budget. And that stuck with me forever. Yeah. And you're right. You, the biggest growth you see some companies go through are those ones that either do acquisitions during, you know, recessions or invest way more money into their marketing. So I, I love that. You kind of really exactly. hit that on, on the head. So I'm I'm super excited. What's awesome. the third one you're going to share with us? Yeah, you know I I I think the third one is a no brainer, but I want to position it slightly different. And and the third one is you got to get a mentor, right? Um, I know Nick, you consult daycares. I consult martial arts schools. We both have mentors as well. But I want to take this a step further because everybody hears that, right? You, you need a mentor and you need a mentor whose core values align with you. I had a mentor who uh, really helped us grow our school very quickly, but he's not somebody that I would introduce to my grandmother. That's kind of like my litmus test. He just wasn't a, a good hearted person. One of those people that would say absurd things, you know, online just to get attention and get clicks. And it just wasn't in line with my core values. So I ended up separating, even though he helped me grow my business. So you've got to find a mentor that is in line with your core values, but you also need to have mentors for different areas of your life. So I have just like Nick, we have a mentor for our agency. I have a mentor for my martial arts school. I have a mentor for my fitness, right? A personal trainer. My wife and I, we have a mentor for our marriage. 
And I think what, what often happens is when that entrepreneurial bug hits and we know that, you know, we've got to grow the business, we've got to find somebody that helps us. Oftentimes your personal life gets put on the back burner. So I'm not here to just tell you, you need to have a business mentor. You need to have a, a, a mentor in all areas of your life, faith, fun, fitness, finances, because one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes that, that he says is you got to work harder on yourself than you do your job. And I just know that if you focus on making you the absolute best human being that you can be, uh, your business is, is going to catch up to that as well. So just uh, you got to have a mentor, guys, and not just in your business in all the different areas of your life. I love that because one of the things, Chris, you'll notice when we've interviewed Chris previously, she's not in her normal office right now. And you mentioned, Chris, if you don't mind me saying, you've gone to see one of your mentors today. I am. Yeah, I drove down to Orlando. It's about a two and a half hour drive. Um, and I'm visiting my mentor, Mike Metzger. He's my martial arts school mentor and I'm spending the day with him. So, you know, practice what you preach. I I love that. But but also as well, you you go to him, you're going there, spending that time and and taking time out of the business to work on the business. What one thing I'm going to check. So another cheeky question, if you don't mind. How much time do you think should be spent working on the business rather than it? And we're in a similar industry in terms of working with children. So you can relate to martial arts owners are doing the martial art thing but they need to spend time how much time do you think a, a business owner like that b2c you know owner should spend working on the business you got like any guidelines yeah. on that yeah great question so you know the answer i think is is greatly determined by the stage of the business right Um, I have a training that I do with my school owners on the four stages of being a martial arts entrepreneur. And those stages are broken down by revenue goals because the school owner that is doing zero to $15,000 a month is in a much different situation than the school owner that's doing $60,000 a month. So I think it really depends on the stage that you're in. One of the recommendations that I give to business owners to figure out what they should be working on, because that's another aspect of it, right? Most people, when they open up a business, it's because they have a love for whatever that industry is, right? So I'm sure, you know, a lot of the childcare owners in your group, they love working with children. They love helping those kids. For me as a martial arts instructor, I absolutely love being on the mat and teaching. Where the difference is, is I don't want to have to. I don't want to be forced to. And I think that is the difference between working on and in. Like if you're if you're going to work in it, it needs to be because it's your choice. That should be the ultimate goal, right? If I'm going to teach a class on the mat, it's because I want to go teach that class on the mat. It's not because I have to. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not going to give you an exact number because I really think it depends on where that business owner is in the business. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, our, our agency, I still sit in the finance seat. Like you're looking at the finance department here for my agency and I still oversee our sales department on top of being the CEO. 
And, you know, we're on track to do about two and a half million. Now, I enjoy doing those things and eventually will remove myself. But in terms of fulfillment, couldn't tell you the last time that, you know, I launched a, a Facebook ad. But when I first got started, I was doing all of it. So one of the, the exercises that I like to do, and it's from the entrepreneurial operating system, is basically writing down everything that you do in your business this is a great exercise. It's a great exercise to do probably about every six months and categorizing it into four different categories, things that you love to do and you're absolutely great at. Like it's your zone of genius. I love doing this. Things that you like to do and you're good at, right? Like, okay, I enjoy doing it, but it doesn't make my heart sink. Things that I don't like to do, but I'm good at. And this is where entrepreneurs get stuck. It's in this list because you're good at it. You'll just get it done. But I don't think we opened up a business because we want to spend our entire day doing things that we don't enjoy. And then the final list is things that you don't like and you're not good at. And I think this is a really great exercise to do a couple of times a year, write out all of your responsibilities, categorize them in those four lists, and then you need to start outsourcing, eliminating, or delegating the things that you don't like and that you're not good at, and then eventually the things that you are good at but that you don't like. And imagine if our days were just full of the responsibilities that we like to do, that we're good at, and that we love to do, how much more would you love your business? Totally, totally agree. I love that. And I love the fact you said there, it's a choice. You should have the, the ability to be able to choose whether you, because I know sometimes I've seen your photos, you go back in to do, not necessarily run the class, but you go back into the martial arts center, don't you, to, to do award ceremonies and things like that. I should imagine you get great joy and passion from that because those families have grown with you over the, you know, the period of time you've been in business. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll, and, and I don't have to go to all of them again. It's, it's a get to, right. I have this opportunity to, but I don't have to. And I think that's where entrepreneurs and business owners really get bogged down when they have this feeling of, Oh, I have to, right. I got to go teach that martial arts class, or I got to go, you know, watch this group of kids. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it brings it back to our ultimate goal should be hiring so we can buy back our time so we can spend our time on the things that we like and we love i love that chris you have delivered amazing value again guys um you know make sure you go back and re-listen to this write down those bullet points if you're driving right now you need to pull over or go back and listen to this again take all those notes down because chris has delivered an insane amount of value there um and uh, chris i'm super you know grateful to you again there's some things there that actually I love that one around the choice. I love the fact I didn't realize that the um, it was a recommendation in the US around eight to ten percent. So again, love that. That's something that you know people need to reinforce. But you know, very very similar values you and I have. I think in terms of the industries, the passion we have, and want to help individuals. So it's always a pleasure jumping on with you. I'm extremely grateful for you giving up your time. And uh, Chris, if someone Absolutely. wants to go and connect with you or to find out more or to to learn from you and all your wisdom, where can they connect with you? Yeah, just a uh, good old Facebook. So, um, you know, I might not look it, but I'm old enough to enjoy Facebook still. <laughs> but uh, Chris Rodriguez, C-R-I-S, uh, you know, shoot me a DM, give me a follow and I'd love to connect. 
Thank you, Chris. I'm extremely grateful again. And I look forward to maybe catching up early next year um, and touching base and see where things are for you and the business from then. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. We're on a mission to help business owners just like you to get more customers into their businesses and to help you stand out from your competition. If you'd like to find out more about the ways we can help your business, check out our website at childcarebusinessgrowth.com.